Mustache Mondays, baby. I'm just, you know, we uh, we started it up. I shot a text to a few guys, told Dieter, you know, we were doing it. Dieter got on board. He made sure he let it, let everybody know. We talked to the old line, got a few guys on the line to, to jump in with us. We even got Andy Reid to jump in with us, and it was, uh, we kind of didn't give him an ultimatum. He, uh, he, he usually doesn't jump in on things like that, but. This time, Mustache Mondays is all about him. I gotta ask my my lady. I don't know. I'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what she says. I, I, she did. She she's not a fan of it right now. But sometimes, you know, not everybody likes something new. You know, you gotta get used to it. So we'll see. I'll probably probably stick it out another week. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. And finally, finally. It is Friday, and it is time for Show with BK on the Cheek, presented by Arrowhead Pride. No BK, his ass then punked out and left us on vacation. That's cool, man. Have a good time. We'll be, we'll hold it down for you. Steve Surtis in here. If you, you can't see him, there's Steve with the stupid high. You can't see him. He's going <laughs> and giving us all arms and shoulders tonight, baby. That's what I'm talking about. All arms and shoulder. But his hair is on point, as usual, of course. But well, uh, I just got back from vacation, too, and I work from home now, so I walk around barefoot and in tank tops pretty much all day. Do you wear underwear? You consistently wear an underwear. Yeah, but I got I just got these compression shorts that are like really comfortable. Sometimes I just walk around on those. <laughs> You're not wearing compression shorts. I do. I do. It's got a little pocket for my cell phone and everything. What color, what color are they? Did They're blue. Have... They're blue. I got I got I got the like, blue ones because they were they were like two dollars cheaper than the other colors. Like navy. Yeah. Oh, uh, see, I like to me if you're gonna go compression shorts, which I think I might do it. You gotta go bright, like I was well, like there a, was, a neon or an, or a hot orange. Those ones were like eighteen dollars, and I got I got the blue ones because they were like fourteen dollars, and I'm you cheap. Gotta go. so you got to go. I bought the cheap ones. You gotta go. You have got to go. You gotta go hard or go home, like you said. <laughs> it's and just you, me though. <laughs> There's nobody else here. No. It's just me and Lily, the dog. What we're trying to do, and this would be my mindset, is build to wear those compression shorts in some in front of someone else. And I'm telling you, that's going to be the showstopper if they're neon <laughs> or they're a hot iron. And, All right, and I'll get another pair. I'll get another pair, and maybe one day somebody else will be lucky enough to see them. And you know what? And you would put this stupid mustache monday thing kelsey and them are doing at the top of this this is i i understand the camaraderie thing and i guess this is like when michigan basketball players all wore those black socks and those baggy shorts but good god man i just i i mean i i know me and Vern did this one time right Mustaches. Don't act like you're above this. Don't act like you're above the mustache. Not, I've I'm got not, pictures on my phone of that I'm, of those creepy mustaches you and Josh Vernier, Royals Insider for 610 Sports Radio, had that one time. Out his fool? Why are you calling out his full name, job title, and everything? They know. They know. Our, fan, our fans know Vern. They know Vern. Listen. They listen to 610. They listen to us on Arrowhead Pride. They know the deal. Listen, listen. I'm not saying I'm above it. I just like they're a lot cooler than us. All right, let me all right, I'm a cool ass dude. But they should be thinking oh, a man. lot cooler than us. Me and Vern, especially in that time of our lives, we're idiots. I mean Vern's pretty cool, man. Nobody rocks a polo like Josh Vern here. Uh, there are a lot of people who rock <laughs> polos like that guy. Does. But we but they they should be cooler than us. They gotta come up with something else, man. Y'all won Super Bowls, man. Do something else. And to me, if you're going to do it, grow that thing real thick. I mean, it, it's it got to be thick. I feel like people were half-assing it, and they weren't giving it everything they had like we did. Like me, and I know maybe it's just some Kansas City listeners here, but I know we got people all around the world, baby, all around the world. But if you don't know him, look him up. I was purely going for a Brian Busby look. That's what I was looking for. I was trying – and I mean, I mean, like not little Brian, like Brian, <laughs> like nineteen circa nineteen ninety five. Full, Brian, full girth little, Brian. Yeah, he had a little size to his cheeks, <laughs> and he had and he had a thick stash, 
and he had an awful jacket like that, Brian. <laughs> Brian, if you're listening, man, I'm sorry. You know it was bad. You know it was bad than yourself. That's what I was looking for. Like they're just some of them were half-assing it, and I don't think they really want it. And I want to see if they're gonna are they mm-hmm. gonna do this every Monday? Nah, I mean Kelsey said today he had to, he was gonna give another week or so because he had to check with this girl because she does not like it apparently. But we'll see that. that's that, what's that, that's well that's issue. that's what's gonna happen when you get the pencil stash. Nobody looks yeah, good in no. a pencil stash. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's either gotta be porn stash. It's gotta be <laughs> Brian Busby stash. It's gotta be like it's gotta be Tom Selleck. It can't be. Hey, I'm gonna get you, and I'm gonna kill you, stash. And a couple of those guys had a, I'm gonna get you, and I'm gonna kill you, stash. Like that can't, like that can't be it. I don't. Like that's not, a, that's not a winning proposition. If you're gonna get it, go get it. And I'm with, and, and Travis needs to know. My wife did too. She refused to kiss me um, during that entire. Time I mean, he might frame. be dealing with that with with his girl Kayla. He he, he name dropped her in the press conference today. That is really. So you feel that you can say her name now? See, I, I don't that's know. her name. I'm not disrespecting just, her by saying just, her name. That's I, that's what her name is. I feel like you disrespected him. I, I, I do. I I, 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 I think it's. I, I think it's, for you. It still should be. I mean, Travis's girl, Travis's lady, Travis's longtime girlfriend, Kayla Nicole. I think you're going first. <laughs> Uh, I think that's what she goes by. I'm pretty sure that's what she goes by. So we, so you feel, so you feel comfortable that you can go Kayla Nicole. I mean, yeah. I don't have I'll a relationship right with Travis, but I, I'd be Travis. I'd be, I'd be happy to hang out sometime. Well, grab see, a beer. I, can't, I can go Kayla. I mean, personally, I have worked uh, a a foundation event for him. <laughs> I have, uh, I, I did. He did a, uh, he did a. <laughs> He had some sort of charity thing, and me and Vern were celebrity participants in it. And uh, and it was for the Travis Kelsey Foundation. We shook up. We talked. I ate some of the pizza that I'm sure he paid for. So I can call him Kayla or call her Kayla. I got a relationship with her. I don't know if you do. Me and, me and Travis obviously go back. Go well, I, I, I don't, but I mean, I'm just going to I'm going to call her. By her name, I, I feel like that's the respectful thing to do. I feel like that's more respectful than me just saying Travis Kelsey's girl. I, I, her her name is Kayla. She is she is, person, huh? she is much larger. She is much larger than her relationship with Travis Kelsey. She's got her own life. Yeah, I'll let that. I'll let that hang. Yeah, she does have her own life. I mean, the uh, real the real reason I wanted to talk about this is because my man GD twelve. Got a shout out in the press conference. Travis Kelsey did not name anybody but Garrick Dieter when he said we when we decided to do Mustache Monday. I texted Garrick, I texted Dieter, and I told him to tell the boys we're gonna do this on Monday. We're gonna get Mustache Monday going in training it's the, camp. It's one of the craziest things I've ever seen. They really love them some Lou Garrick Dieter. I mean, they love Lou Gehrig Dieter. I don't I don't know what it is. Like I, I sit back and I think, sort of seriously, could you imagine what they do if he ever scored a touchdown? Like, he almost you- had one. There was a block kick. They got called back because of yeah. a penalty and I was devastated. Yeah, you can't advance it on, on it. But but it could, it, on a muff you can't advance it. But could you imagine if he caught a touchdown pass and scored? They would like he's the he's the bench player in basketball that they care so that everyone is with the towel. Oh, Pat's gonna Who's get him one. My... Pat's gonna get him one. They've been giving him some time with the ones, not much, but he's gonna get getting a couple of reps here. There, that you know that number two wide receiver I... spots open. Garrick's not gonna get the job, but they're gonna give him a yeah, small it, chance it, in camp. It's not open for him. <laughs> Right it's, it's more open for Byron Pringle than it is yeah, for him. It's not open. It's more open for you than it is for <laughs> Garrick right now. Garrick's just just on there. But I mean, if he ever scored a touchdown, they would all be out there. They wouldn't even give him a chance to get his own celebration in because they'd root they him. I don't know what it is. They'd root him. They'd carry him off the field. <laughs> Somebody would pick him up and carry him off so the right. field. They would. They would. They would. They would. And, and it would be genuine. It wouldn't be like. Hey, let's mess with him. Like it, it would be genuine. They really I don't know what it is. Like I used to think maybe he has pictures on him or something, but no. 
<laughs> I think they genuine really do like Lou Gehrig, Lou Gehrig Dieter. I really think they love, they really love this guy. I used to say, and I said it all the time that GD 12, my man, I love you. But like, the it was clear, say, it was I'm clear. The way you say that is like, he's your I man. I've my been man. his biggest supporter. GD 12, baby. Hashtag GD 12. Nobody else has been doing that in Kansas city. Except for Steve. All right. I have been Gary Dieter's biggest supporter his entire career here in Kansas City. Every time wife, he's been cut, might have a bone to pick every time you. he's been cut, I said, don't worry, he'll be back. He'll be back. They love him. They love them some GD12 on that Kansas City Chiefs roster. He's always going to have a spot on this team. I used to say it was because he was the bag man. And he might have been the bag man at one point, but he has graduated? he has graduated to where he's getting invited to weddings. He's getting invited to family gatherings like Gehrig's got the invitation for life now. Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey will make sure that dude stays employed for the Chiefs as long as they are in Kansas City. Is he going to be in Pat's wedding? Oh, I bet. You think he's? Oh, I bet. He, I bet. Pat he, mentions him all the time too. Pat loves is him. Is he? Is he a groomsman or is he an usher? Like that's that's wow. I, I don't know. I don't know how tight Pat is with like his home, hometown dudes. I, I read an article in Kansas City Star about some of his friends that he flies up here from Texas to go to games and stuff. But I don't know how deep that is. Because like, I know like I got I got five deep. I don't know if Pat's flying five deep. We, we know Jackson's number one behind him, but how far does Garrett is Lou Gehrig Dieter behind it? And can he close the distance in the time that he has leading up to being able to do this? Like I, he can't. If he's not a groomsman, he can't be an usher. That's disrespectful. That's that's reserved for no, cousins and stuff. Because see, you said I think he has graduated, but I still do believe he understands one of his role at these outings is the pitcher taker. Like, I still think, I don't think he's graduated from, Hey, let's everybody. Hey, let's the group together. Let's take pictures here. Lou, Garrick Dieter, you take them. Like, I think, like, I think he's still in that, in that space, but nah, I think damn, it's I, the damnedest I, thing. They look at guy. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't get it. He's got to be hilarious or something. There's, there's got to be something else there. I, I don't. I don't think he's funny. I don't. <laughs> he's got to be like it's the only thing that makes sense. Like that. Those like are the guys. Kind of, like, like what kind of funny? Like Robin Williams funny or like, <laughs> like no, nah, just hilarious. Like, like he's got to like, just be hilarious. Like, like that. Dry those humor. Those are the guys that wind up sticking around in groups like that. Like Eric Dieter has no business being on this roster, and he has no business being best friends <laughs> with the two best players enough. on the team. He's but he's not good enough. He's got to be just hysterically funny. Maybe he's maybe he's Alec Baldwin. Maybe he like does impressions. You think he like he's, <laughs> <laughs> like he's got he's got a Denzel impression that just hey maybe hey, maybe Garrett. hey Garrett, oh. Garrett, Garrett, do do your do your do your uh, do your Denzel come on do I do think your, <laughs> do your Roseanne Barr do I... your Roseanne Barr do <laughs> I think that he's I think that he's I'll do anything I'll try anything Hey Garrett, go mess with this guy. Okay, I got you. Like I think, I think he'll just do anything that he'll the crew tells him. I, I think maybe he does impressions. Maybe, maybe he's hysterical. Maybe, maybe he could be a stand-up comedian. I don't know. There's got there's something going on more than just him being a nice guy. Garrett Deer's got to be absolutely hilarious. Do your do your Joe Biden. <laughs> do your do your Sanders. Your Huckabee Sanders. Come on, do it. He's probably got a new. <laughs> Of me, Huckabee Sanders. I don't understand. I don't, I don't get it. It's got if he's funny, he's got to have a special talent. Like maybe he's a football player who should be an SNL cast member, but they but that's how he uses his talents. Instead of performing for Lauren Michaels every week, he does it to stay in friendship with Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. He's got two weddings, and he's expected two groomsmen gifts from both of them. Best groomsman's gift he could get. Oh boy, my God, yeah. Ooh, mustache Mondays. Uh, good for you, Derek <laughs> Dieter. You keep fighting. You keep fighting. Hey, I, I gotta, I gotta come clean about something that I've been mowing over the last week and a half, 
And I almost really hate to come to the table to tell you this, especially because I don't want to see me this, or the audience. This, you really and the audience, but I but I don't want to see, especially you, this stupid face that I'm about to see. But Serta, I have never been a believer of the Cleveland Browns. I know you, and not just you now. Because you have, and I'll give you credit for this, you have you have sunk in with the Cleveland Browns, even when it was not popular, even when it was bad. You you stayed in it, you committed and stayed there when I know you didn't believe in them. You're do I have person. a Denzel Ward jersey? Yes, I do. But I don't believe that. But um, I do, I'll go get it right now. But uh but you and a lot of people's sexy pick is the Cleveland Browns as the second best team in the AFC or the team that could that you would say what team would stop the Chiefs the Browns I've never believed that right I don't believe in Baker like that I've always said if there is a situation where it's Baker versus versus Pat there's no way I gotta change my tune. <laughs> I think I think the Cleveland Browns are the team that could give the Chiefs the most trouble. And here here it is. This is why Donovan Peoples Jones. He's been going nuts in training camp. Is that it? Was that was that the thing? That, it's not any of that garbage. It is this. the The real reason that I have not trusted them was one Baker to an extent, but I just never thought they were mature enough to handle being able to beat the Chiefs and to be in that space. Like I, I thought they would do they're gonna just they're gonna do too much and they're gonna do like cocky brown stuff. Man, the fact that we don't hear anything from the Browns, like you to start to think about the like the most vocal teams. There are certain teams that you hear about all the time. You hear about the Cowboys all the time. Jerry Jerry does stuff. The Packers, obviously, with Aaron Rodgers, have been talkative a lot. Like, generally, the Browns sort of have been just some kind of team we've talked about all the time. They're making noise where they're making predictions or something. You don't hear anything coming out of Cleveland. And I think that has a lot to do with their head coach, Kevin Stefanski. It's changed the culture of things. Only thing you keep hearing out of there is, when is Baker going to get a new deal? And he squashes it, and it's never a conversation. They still got Odell and how that's going to ha- happen. He's been quiet as a mouse. He's not saying anything. Now, maybe he's doing coke off a broad to get, but I'm not sure. <laughs> he is but coming back from a torn ACL, in all fairness. Still, but but, but you, 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 would, you would think you would hear him about getting paid or not. Nobody's talking about getting paid. It is quiet all on the Cleveland front. And that, to me, is showing me they've taken a step of maturity because they've always, when you look at it, they've got the talent, right? It's just, can their talent be mature enough to handle this? And this this is a sign that they're all quiet. They're all business right now. And that is a sign to me that they have taken a step up in the maturity aspect of things. And, and I, I think whether it's... Buffalo, Tennessee, or whatever. I, I, I think I, I'm on the bandwagon of the Browns being the team to give the Chiefs the trouble. I, I, I if I had to pick one right now, I, I, I think I would go with the Browns. Kevin Stefanski, or K Fan, as I like to call him when I see him. <laughs> yeah, but it works for him. But it works for him. Works for K Fan, Kevin Stefanski. Listen. I have never once said this entire offseason that the Cleveland Browns are a better football team than the Kansas City Chiefs. I have said over and over and over again, they are the second best team in the AFC. Now, it's the popular pick. It's the sexy pick. I've been saying it since last season. When they went, when they were giving the Chiefs some problems in that playoff game, I know if Patrick Mahomes doesn't get injured and leave that game, the Chiefs win by at least three touchdowns. Like, that was the way that game was going. But you saw enough from the Browns. I I, I liken it to the year the Carolina Panthers 
lost to the Seattle Seahawks in the divisional round of the NFC playoffs. It was the Seahawks' second consecutive year going to a Super Bowl when they lost on the goal line to the New England Patriots. Everybody is trying to jog their memory. To talk about <laughs> you can see. Random year you just pulled out. It was so. the first thing that came to the top of my head. You I could see like that year that the Panthers were headed in the right direction. Now, the following season, they went 15-1, made to a Super Bowl loss to the Denver Broncos. Now, that 15-1 Panthers team, Cam Newton's MVP year, is the most inexplicable 15-1 team in NFL history. Doesn't make sense. The roster wasn't very good. But you could see it the previous year. That team was talented, and they were going to give some teams problems the next year. You could My see that with this Cleveland Brown teams. You could see that with this Browns team last year, and they're getting better. They got rid of Freddie. They got K-Fan in the building. They got Nick Chubb. They got Kareem Hunt. They've got a top three offensive line, in my opinion. And they went out, and they loaded up on secondary. They brought in Jadavian Clowney. If he stays healthy, he doesn't have to be a number one overall pick. He's just got to be serviceable like Olivier Vernon was last year before he got hurt because Miles Garrett has a chance to be defensive player of the year. And their secondary is going to be one of the best secondaries in the NFL. This roster is absolutely loaded. And everybody says, oh, it's the Browns. It's the Browns. No, the Browns are going to be phenomenal this season. Baker's not as good as Mahomes. I'm not saying he can go toe-to-toe with Mahomes. I don't believe that. But they're a really good football team. It's just... No, they have the roster. We Like, I don't think anyone would... I don't think anyone should argue the talent they have. It's just... You know, they they just they they either think highly of themselves. It's just always some kind of drama going on around there, and I'm just very impressed that with Odell coming back off a knee injury and wide receivers getting paid and all this, that Jarvis Landry back and Chubb and all like all of this stuff that we generally hear drama from from the Browns, we're not hearing anything. They sound they seem like they're operating like a very mature team. Like they're just like what's the what's been the Brown story? Like what's in the offseason? What has been the what has been the headline for the like no, Colin Cowherd Cowherd doesn't have anything to talk about. Like, no, you see, you know, I'm on Twitter all day every day looking up training camp storylines. Like I'm I'm Twitter searching Denzel Mims and, and random training camp Brian Edwards who John Gruden said was Randy Moss and T.O. mixed into one. Like, I'm over here searching all players like that all day, every day. I have to dig deep to find Browns news. Although I did find some some deep cuts on Donovan Peoples-Jones and how, how he's been balling at Browns okay, training but camp. But that's what I'm saying. If it is stuff like that, it's... It's quiet. Training camp. They're focused. Like, they're focused. They're, focused they're and, trying and to win. And, and like, I, I thought that would fail them. I, I I thought they would they would bring undue like like my thing with Baker has always been Baker is not someone and you want your quarterback to do this Baker is not someone who has who's routinely put fires out like he generally adds fuel to the flame of things now he's just putting everything out nope contract I'm not going to allow you to make it a story refuse to nothing nope not going to allow you to make it a story. And that's impressive to me with the uh, with the Browns. And, and I got I got to step back and say the big thing that I had an issue with them was their maturity level of, of where they're going to be. They invite negativity to them. It looks like they have taken a step of growth and they're not allowing that anymore. And I got to I got to look at the Browns a little different. And I would say that maybe Baker is following Mahomes example. Maybe he's following Brady's example that you see in those guys. They There's a reason that Brady's won so many Super Bowls. There's a reason that he went to another Super Bowl last year and beat Patrick Mahomes, who everybody thinks is like the next Tom Brady. And it's because those guys don't let everything else distract them. It, it, it's about winning rings and it's about being great and it's about legacy for them. That's all that they care about. And Baker's maybe starting to finally figure that out. And these things close fast in the NFL. Like, those windows don't last very often. And so this might be the only year that the Browns have an opportunity to do this. Because Odell hasn't been Odell in a long time. Like, like th- this offensive line is young and good, and it's got a lot of talent. 
and their defense is really good, but there's no guarantee that that translates year over year. And so you, you got to act on it when you have the opportunity. And I think this is legitimately their year. I still think the chiefs are the better football team. Yeah, I do too. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying if, if, if like, I would have thought maybe I'd say, do I put them over Buffalo? Uh, yes. Not quite. Do I, I do. put them over Indy? Um, if, yes. If, if everybody's healthy. Without Carson Wentz. Not, yes. Probably not quite. If I put them over Tennessee, maybe like I, I, like I just wasn't ready to jump them over those teams, but a team full of dramatic ass players that have not shown any drama leading up to the season shows a level of focus and maturity where I'm like, all right, I got to take another look because the biggest issue, the biggest thing that I thought would stop them, they seem to have corrected. So uh, good for them. I don't even see Baker in commercials anymore. He's like, he said, I'm not even want to make money anymore. I mean, like, he just I lost his endorsement. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the not deal off is. Not off of last year. Not off of last year. Not I mean, they might have. Signed, I think he signed all those when he was a rookie, so maybe they expired, and they were just like, "No, we got Mahomes now. You're good." No, yeah, we'll see. Well, who was that nationwide? Oh, I can't remember who he was. With. It was all those commercials where he's at to like the Brown Stadium as his house, like those. I don't know, maybe it was some insurance. Over. I don't remember. Yeah, some insurance. Some insurance. Uh, real quick, can we touch on the delusional Sammy Watkins? I mean, he is insane. Sammy Watkins. This quote right here, I, I don't want to spend too much time on Tenderfoot, but Sammy said this as he's in Baltimore. In Kansas City, I looked at, I looked at it like, hmm, I'm playing my role. I added that hum in. Let me open up Tyreek Hill. Let me open Travis Kelsey up. Now it's like I'm not worried about getting somebody else open. I'm thinking I'm going to beat this dude and get the ball. Oh, Sammy. Oh, Tenderfoot. Really? I mean, I'm sure maybe that's what they told you, that you were getting them open. Man, hell, you weren't even out there half the damn time. I mean, what are you talking about getting them open? Like, hey, I'm, I'm glad Sammy was running. Maybe Sammy was like, boy, I ran that route so hard. That was why that touchdown scored. That was why, that was why Tyreek got that, that wide open. And he was getting single coverage. Single coverage every time out. The times you were out there, you were missing half the game. So delusional Sammy Watkins. I wonder how much he thought, like, I'm the reason these guys are getting open. Did you see that route? To hell with that touchdown. Did you see that route? Did you see me clear that safety? No, that safety was running with Tyreek the entire time and ignoring your ass. That's why you were wide open against the Titans in the AFC Championship game just running alone. Yeah, but he's got that route against Richard Sherman in the Super Bowl that he'll always be able to hang his hat on. Yeah, a lot of people have some routes. <laughs> I don't think that Maybe Sammy's the Seattle like Police Department. So it sounds bad, and everybody was like, "Oh, Sammy's talking trash on the Ravens wide receivers," which is ridiculous because Rashad Bateman's a rookie wide receiver for the Ravens who's going to be a baller. He's Rashad Bateman's going to be awesome in the NFL. Um, Sorry, Rashad. But it shouldn't. Isn't that what he's supposed to say? Like he's a former top five pick, right? Like he's a guy that's bounced around the league, was supposed to be a superstar caliber wide receiver, and hasn't really worked out that way. But isn't this supposed to be his attitude? Isn't he supposed to want to be the number one anywhere he goes? No, he like, can be the number one. My my issue is a guy who missed fifteen games a year. It felt like, and, it, it, and he's certainly not playing seventeen. <laughs> If, no, not a chance. A guy who missed 15 games a year, and it, and, it, and it sounds like to me it almost feels like he feels like he was one of the main reasons why those guys, those all pro Hall of Fame receivers at Kelsey and Hill got open. Him him being out there was, oh, let me get him open. Get out of here. Stop it. Get out of here. I'm always in favor of lying to yourself. Yeah, you know, oh, to do a, do a certain level of delusion. Do do what you got to do to make yourself feel good, and I wholly support it, Sammy. Do do what you got to do to make yourself feel good, and say I'm gonna go out and have the best season of my career, and then somebody's gonna give me a terrible contract, and I'm gonna get way overpaid by a bad football team. Because I just get the sense that he's gonna be coming at Rashad Bateman and Hollywood Brown and saying, 
hey, do I need to put on the field film? Get me open. <laughs> Look what I did for Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. Massive those guys over. Look how hard I look at the look at me running these routes. Now, damn it, get me open. That's what I feel like he's gonna do. I know, I know. What you it's see, gonna... you see the safety coming to me. You see the safety breaking away from oh, Tyreek. Watch this film. Watch this film right here. Look at this route. <laughs> I need a Sammy Watkins around here. That's what he's going to go tell them. I mean, Hollywood at this point in his career is kind of like Sammy. He's got he's got bad hamstrings. Sammy, Sammy's got the heavy-ass feet. I, I've been telling you about his heavy-ass feet forever. I, I feel like I feel like Hollywood just – he's got a one-route problem. Yeah, he's just, <laughs> he's just a vertical guy, and then yeah. that's why he pulls hamstrings all the time. He's got bad oh. hammies. Yeah, he, he can't run anything else. <laughs> Nothing else. <laughs> So once again, that was Ron the Show, Hughley, not doing a tease, which is pretty much industry practice and standard in the industry. When you go to commercial break, you tell people what's coming up on the other side. So when you listen to commercial breaks, you know what you're in for. And he didn't do it uh, once again. Um, I'm sorry about that. Uh, We do have certified her imposter coming up. On the other side, if you guys were curious, but I'm going to take this time to really rave about Noah Gray. Uh, I think that Noah Gray has been really impressive so far in training camp, and I've got him on multiple Dynasty rosters. I think that you guys need to add him in every Dynasty League you're in right now. Because if you're trying to win your fantasy football leagues, Noah Gray's probably not going to win your fantasy football league right now, but he will at some point. That might be a reach. I don't know if he's going to win your fantasy football league, but Noah Gray is going to be a contributor for this Chiefs team. I absolutely love him. I think that he is coming at a value in most dynasty fantasy football leagues. That's the only league I'd add him in. I wouldn't add him in any redraft leagues right now. But I would add him... In your dynasty leagues right now, if he is available post-draft, go out and get Noah Gray right now. He's going to be a baller. Certified or imposter. Coming up next. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, man. Uh, it, 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 it's that time. It's that time, sort of, to play the game. And I know BK hates that he has to miss this, but it is that time to play that game. That game that is sweeping the nation and Italy. It is sweeping the nation and Italy. Not another country, but just Italy and this nation. I did look at the Arrowhead Pride podcast numbers, and Japan loves us right now. No, they don't. It is There's somebody listening to us in Japan. I don't know who it is, but it's at least one or two people. It is certified 
or imposter or imposter or certified. Don't have it really nailed the name down, but I, I think it probably should really be positive do that. first. Should be positive first. Certified or imposter. And I think I want to make history today. I want to make history today, Serta. And I want to go with a rookie. Noah Grace. Gray. Noah Gray. Yes. 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 I have Noah Gray in every one of my Dynasty Fantasy Football Leagues. He's been getting rave reviews at training camp. Every day, every day. We're, we're looking at all these reports every single day at training camp. It's Patrick Mahomes. Roll out, deep touchdown to Noah Gray. Deep pass to Noah Gray. Noah Gray, oh, making these linebackers on, look like they're on skates. Noah Gray's just out here balling out. Travis Kelsey raving about how Noah Gray is going to contribute this year. He is certified easily. He is going to be a massive contributor. He is the best number two tight end that Andy Reid has had in his time in Kansas City. Like, I liken it to when the Philadelphia Eagles drafted Dallas Goddard a couple of years ago. I think it was in the second round. And they had Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz was playing in his prime. Now Zach Ertz is pretty fallen off. But Dallas Goddard, fantastic football player. And he has been a very good pro. Not an excellent pro. Not, you know, Travis Kelsey level. He's not a Hall of Famer or anything like that. But he's a good football player. Noah Gray, I think is, I don't think he's going to be Travis Kelsey, but I think Noah Gray is going to be a really good football player. He's obviously certified. I'm so glad you brought him up. Shut up. Shut up. Idiot. Noah Gray is not the name that I was going to say. You just hijacked my segment. Certified or imposter. You just, I was do you want some fantasy to... advice? Get Noah Gray on your roster. Don't tell me you are. You on this crap too? This Noah Gray people calling him oh, I White got him Stallion. Everywhere. I got him White everywhere. Stallion. I didn't know that, but I'm going to call him that now. No, he's the White Pony. We established this last week. BK Did, was all over is he the Pony Noah or the Gray. Stallion. It's kind he's of a pony. I, he's the White Pony. He's got to grow. <laughs> he's got to grow into this. Oh, so you're calling you guys, him the white pony. You've just called him Dallas Goddard. It is prime. I mean, come on, man. You, now Lewis Riddick has lost his mind. BK is already like, slow down on this kid. You're here too on the white pony that people are trying to call the white stallion. I forgot that Pete. Pete I'll call him a stallion. Him. Is he Italian? Like in Rocky, the Italian stallion? No, he's from Massachusetts. Like, so he's you from be- Massachusetts. So you believe, like you believe this kid is going, because BK and everyone's like, oh, he's going to be a real, a real asset. I will give you this. As I told BK last week, when Lewis Riddick says something, that means I feel like the Chiefs coaching staff is going to use him. I feel like I feel like they they have a plan or a role for him. But I think a lot of people are getting off on themselves and having this imagination of Rob Gronkowski and the killer out there together. That that like I think that's what many people sense and think they're gonna be like that. They're gonna run these tight end sets the way the Patriots did with Rob Gronkowski and the killer. And I hope they're not. going to they're going to and like calm down. Like I think Noah Gray's going to be has a chance, and 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 I think it does mean something that Andy Reid and them are leaking things out about him, and that they're going to use him. But let's, because Blake Bell certainly wasn't getting these runs, and we weren't seeing these plays. But let's calm down. They're not all of a sudden about to change the game from two tight end sets with Travis Kelsey and and. And Noah Gray, like that, like Belichick and them did with the Patriots, where they did it with, with Rob Gronkowski and the Killer. So that I mean, that's not. Let's calm down and just let this young man slide through. Let him be the white pony. Just let him be what he is—the white pony right now. It's a fifth round pick. Come on now. If you're Chiefs fans, you should be excited about Noah Gray because for some inexplicable reason, despite the fact that you've had Travis Kelsey for a long time and he's a Hall of Fame player and he's absolutely incredible. He's the best tight end in football. It seems like every offseason we're like, we need a number two tight end. We we need another guy to do that. 
And Noah Gray, I'm excited about him. I think he's going to contribute to this team. I, God, I hope that it's not the Patriots two tight end sets with Gronk and and the killer as you put him. No, because that's that that makes the Chiefs' offense less fun. Like I want to see the speed. I want to see McCall Hardman and Tyree Kill going for eighty yard touchdowns. I I, I want to see all that stuff. I want to see the trickery and I and I want to see the extravagance and the complications of all of that offense. But I don't think that it's a bad thing for Noah Gray to step in for Travis Kelsey this season and run some routes for Travis Kelsey to make Travis Kelsey healthier down the line. Travis Kelsey's what, 31, 32 years old. I think he's 31. No, I, but, but no one's saying like, I'm not saying so it's okay that he gets time, but I feel like people have lost it and think that they're getting baby Kelsey. Or 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 something like, oh man, this Noah Gray's gonna be a weapon. Like, hold on now. Like, for me, it, like, what do you, like? What are numbers you're looking at? That's that's what I want to size up. Let me let me get an understanding. Seventeen weeks. What are numbers you're sizing up? You're thinking well, for Noah Gray when you say production. I would, I'd be shocked if he had more than four hundred receiving yards this year, like. R- rookie t- rookie tight ends just generally don't contribute that much. And even going back to Aaron Hernandez and Gronk, who I believe were drafted in the same year, uh, just, you know, a couple rounds apart or whatever, they didn't really contribute that much their rookie seasons. They contributed later. Tight ends are a very difficult position to transfer from college to the NFL, picking up NFL blocking and the speed of the NFL game and all that stuff and everything that you're asked to do as a tight end in the NFL is just really, really difficult. And that's why we see tight ends generally take two, three, four years to really develop. So I'm not saying Noah Gray's going to, I mean, we just saw a tight end go in the top five in Kyle Pitts and everybody's already anointing him one of the best tight ends prospects that's ever lived. And so if the expectation for him is like 700 yards, 400 yards seems like it's too high for Noah Gray. I Yeah, yeah you're probably I, I right. I'm probably want, overestimating that. I just want people to to slow down and let the white pony chill at the expectations that, oh, my God, this is, this is about to be another big-time weapon. Like, still to me, it would be Kelsey, Hill, 1-2, no matter how you want to get it. Probably McCole Hardman, Demarcus Robinson, and, hell, you, you could even potentially throw – uh, Clyde Edward Jolaire in front of those two guys, but those guys are all going to be targets before him. And so let like like let's let's just slow up a bit on the white pony and stop calling this cat st- the stallion. No, no, I no. agree, but I mean, he's still certified. I still think he's going to be a baller. He's not I just think not certified. I, <laughs> I just think this. I think this season Clyde's the guy to own, but. There's a reason I got Noah Gray in my dynasty leagues. It's the long play. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm looking down the road. Noah Gray's going to be a baller. I'm not going to spend another damn second on this again. I'm going to now get to what I wanted to. I've never had I, the first time you've hijacked something on this show. Really ticks me off. Anyway, certified or imposter, as I was originally saying before being interrupted, Trey Smith. And this is going to be history in this long-awaited segment that we've had. This is this segment, as long as it's been running, uh, uh, this is going to be history. Never has this happened in certified or imposter. I'm gonna, I'm going to anoint a rookie as certified. He has not played a down yet, and I still believe I've seen enough, Serta to look at that dude at guard in the NFL and say certified. I think he's an above average guard already in the National Football League, and I think he could flirt with a Pro Bowl. I think this cat is the real deal. And I know this may catch some folks off. I I I compare him to Patrick Mahomes in this in this way. Like you got to see Pat play, you thought to yourself, yep. Yeah, I, I I know that's gonna work. I, like I I know it's not a boy. I need I need I need a lot of time to see if that guy's gonna be successful. Nope, got a feeling. Nope, that's gonna play, and he's only going to get better 
that's going to work. That's how I feel about I, about Trey Smith is what he does is going to play. I don't need to see him go and suit up and play uh, against the Cleveland Browns in week one before I believe that that dude's going to be. He is the starter. He is the best guard I think they have on the team. Uh, and he is the real deal. I mean, I've watched, I watched Wharton just dominate uh, different guys on the offensive line as they were going one-on-ones. And he went up against Trey Smith and couldn't move him, couldn't do nothing with him. This dude is the real deal, and I don't need to see him play a season or five games. In the sixth round, this dude is one of the better guards in the National Football League, and all he's going to do is just prove it once the season starts, sir. He is this – is, this is something special right now that Chiefs got at that position. Well, and so when you're a perennial playoff team, perennial Super Bowl contender like the Kansas City Chiefs are now, if you have a good front office and you have a good GM, these are the types of players you should find, right? Because Trey Smith was a highly touted offensive lineman. He was highly recruited. He was a guy that was looked at as an NFL prospect. He fell so much in the draft because he had blood clots in his lungs in 2018, and for whatever that kind of stuff, I'm not a medical expert. I can't tell you what you should or should be concerned about in those situations. But Trey Smith fell because of that. And the Chiefs, over the last several years, have capitalized in circumstances like that where talented guys have fallen in the draft. Now, sixth round is kind of crazy for how he's looked so far in camp. Yeah. But he's looked like maybe he's their best offensive lineman. Like, no, seriously. <laughs> like, like, like not even Orlando Brown, who they traded Joe Thune, who they made the highest paid guard before a homeboy in Indianapolis got no, paid. No, like, like he's looked like he's their best offensive lineman. And we're talking about a sixth sort round of, pick. Sort of. They just dropped us in and we didn't know about the pedigree of other guys who were rookies or not. He's as good as Joe. If not better. Like, listen, I'm going to say this right now, and Lord knows I've ridden this guy into the ground in, in my time. This, to me, this may be Brett Veach's best move, like just best move ever. When you you look at from the scouting and everything they're doing, they're going to get, I believe, in my heart, a pro bowler in the sixth round. And I think he could be one this year. And I, my guy, Wade Smith, who played for the Chiefs, who I, I, I talked with out here in Houston, said that dude's going to be a Pro Bowl. I'm like, okay, he's a six-round pick. There's no doubt about it. Like, LDT may want to just think about going back to to, to, to Canada and, and helping folks. Like, or go to the Kansas Medical Center or Menorah Hospital and start helping things that's going on. I know the, the, the COVID cases are rising. Maybe he, could, he should go and, and do that and be better off because he's not playing over that cat. That dude is – it is insane. And I got to give it, man, this one isn't an Andy Reid one. This is, to me, these late picks are guys that have been scouted by, by somebody and triggers that are pulled by Brett Beach. And to get that dude right off the bat, I mean, you're going to have him for four years and you're going to be paying him nothing. Oh. That's like – it's – I he will... just kicks asses and kicks <laughs> names. He's pancaking grown-ass men who are starters. But I, I will say, like, Andy Reid has had success drafting late-round offensive linemen going back to his time in Philadelphia. And LDT was, you know, a, a sixth-round pick who wound up being a starter as yeah, a rookie. But, Serta, but, but, like, but Serta, Andy's not run, Andy anymore is not the back half of the draft anymore. Like, I, I, I mean, may, maybe when it's the O-line, may, maybe when it's maybe when Trey Smith is hanging around there. Um, But no, I mean, I'll give Brett Veach credit. I'm not trying to give Andy Reid credit here yeah, you are, for this sucker. thing. <laughs> but right, it's just Andy Reid has had a successful track record doing this. And LDT, you know, when he started as a rookie and LDT even at, at his absolute best... We never looked at LDT like that guy's a top five guard in the NFL or anything like that. He was just a solid interior offensive lineman who the Chiefs probably gave a little bit too much money to. Trey Smith, it was from day one of training camp. Like, 
And you don't see that. I don't think may, maybe LDT was, but I I don't recall specifically. No, but LDT felt like a necessity. They yeah. went out at like this isn't a oh damn Kyle Long's hurt. No, they're gonna find another position for for Kyle Long to play. Well, they they be, think he can play tackle or or whatever. So they've got offensive lined up with Long whenever he's healthy and. LDT, he's not, but, he's but like over. I don't think he's that not. they believed Trey Smith was going to be the day one starter. Like they, they saw this dude in minicamp and said, "Oh yeah, that's that's our starting, that's our starting guard opposite Joe Thune. and he and he's a badass. And he's a badass, and he's going toe to toe with Frank and and Chris and and Turk Wharton and all all these dudes that are supposed to be badasses on our defensive line. Trey and Smith, they, our six round picks, making them look like fools. And then they, yeah, they put the pads on, and then Brian Waters and Will Shields appeared out of the, <laughs> when they started letting them hit. Maybe I'm gonna back off the Will Shields, but it is like this. This is like I, I, I'm serious. I've never done this. Thought to myself, that guy's certified, and he hasn't played a game. He hasn't played a game in the NFL, but he's certified, like already. So that, for the first time ever, first there's time. no imposter. You're certifying two rookies, Noah Gray uh, and no, no, Trey no, Smith. No, no, Noah Gray was not a part of this. And last week, we made uh, Juan Thornhill. We agreed he was he was certified. Obviously, you didn't. I'm worried about Juan. Last week, um, <laughs> I was but, also uh, out of town. You've had plenty of time. <laughs> I was to on do vacation. It. You had plenty of time to do it. Um, if you are like Serta on vacation or just saying screw it to a podcast and not listening because you're not a part of it. You miss any of the podcasts uh, over the week. It's no issue, no worries at all, because there's a new feature on the uh, the network. It is Arrowhead Pride's best of the week. You can listen to all the podcasts that you miss. What are what are some of the podcasts? Uh, what I know, uh, the Arrowhead Pride Editor Show with Pete Sweeney and John Dixon, as well as our Out of Structure podcast with Ron Cop and Matt Stagner, yeah, like and. Usually there's an insert from this show, Show and BK. So it's right. usually it's usually our, our three favorite shows on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. So please, please subscribe and review everything that we're doing on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. That's right. And if you uh, listen to this, make sure you retweet this or re-whatever it or send it so others can hear. Because if you don't, if you ever see me out, don't say a word to me. I mean that. You're a hater. If you don't do it, don't say a word to me. Straight up. Support and do your job. Was that strong? That was maybe a little strong, but I meant it. Serious, you see me? Don't say a word to me if you don't share this. Give this, give the people this. They need it. Serta, BK, he'll be back next week. This is a show in BK uh, presented by Arrowhead Pride on the Chiefs. I probably tore up that title, but it's somewhere in there. Um, we are out of here. Thank you.